Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode, inaugural episode, of the mm-hmm. Surviving Central City podcast. Uh, so very shortly, it's going to be a quick podcast today, just to give you an introduction. Uh, very shortly, we're going to tell you what we're doing and why we're doing it. Uh, first, I want to do some introductions. Uh, my name is Ian Gregoire. Hey, I'm Paul Luffy. Uh So a little bit about us. Um, you know, he's the college-educated one. I'm, figu- <laughs> I'm figuring it out as I go. Um, but I started a my interesting story that I tell people uh, when, you know, some of the meetings we have, and I'm guilty of this, I make people do an icebreaker where they talk about uh, yeah, you do like doing that. Yeah, an interesting fact about themselves, which is something I picked up in an instructor development class years ago. And so uh, through that process, you end up learning a lot about the people you're in class with. If you, know, if you don't remember their name, you're like, hey, that's the beekeeper guy, or hey, that guy <laughs> has a boat or whatever. Uh, so my interesting one is that after I got out of the military on uh, officially September 8th, 2001, my interview day with Fairfax County, which is in Virginia, by the way, was uh, 9-11. So my interview day was 9-11-2001. I was sitting in the, uh, in Annandale waiting on an interview when um, <laughs> everything bad in the world happened, and I didn't get an interview that day. Uh, needless to say, I got a call on Thursday, a phone interview, and I uh, started working for the county the next month. Um, after that, I uh, worked at the 911 Center Police and Fire Dispatch moved into emergency management, moved to civilian fire and rescue emergency management, and here I am today. I've got 21 years in public safety, and uh, I'll turn it over to Paul for a little bit about his background. And you're old is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I feel old. You should see me getting out of bed in the morning. Crack, I can't. I can't crack, 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 pop, it's, yeah, uh, Rice uh, Krispies. I relate. I relate. Uh, yeah, so I, I did go to college. Uh, I went to George Mason <laughs> University, which is in Fairfax. Um, I'm originally from upstate New York, though, so I came down here for school and then just never went back to, to the cold uh, winter that is New York, 12 months out of the year. Um, plus, the, plus the giants are there. <laughs> you know, hey, 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 hey. Uh, so, yeah, I went to school for actually for IT. My major was information technology, graduated. I, my big plan was actually to be a web developer. I was going to develop, design websites, make millions of dollars doing that. That was my, my goal in life. Did that work out? I failed. Yeah. I failed. Millions of dollars. Uh, is that a thing you keep forgetting? Yeah, yeah. I, I convinced myself that was where, you know, the money was. And, uh, and so I went to local government because that's, you know, that's where the money actually is. Right, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I worked. Uh, my first job was actually for Stafford County, which is a, a smaller jurisdiction in Virginia. And uh, I did a little bit of time in the sheriff's office there and then in the fire department for a number of years there and got it really a taste for emergency management. And I should clarify, I wasn't actually a deputy or a firefighter. I was in support roles in both those organizations, um, but got into emergency management and in the fire department there, really did a lot in their emergency operations center, which we'll talk a lot about what that means. Um, and then eventually took uh, Ian's old job in Fairfax County in 2012 and uh have been doing it better ever since, I would say. But uh, you're the only one who would say that. that <laughs> way. I just don't know. Uh, and so I've been doing that, and uh, and have worked up there in, in Fairfax County Emergency Management since. So I will say this is in no way our podcast is in no way affiliated with any of the jurisdictions, the entities we've ever worked for. Like this is just the two of us bullshitting about emergency management because we thought uh, you know gives give people a real take on what it's like and what we do and and how it works in our world. Yeah, I got a, uh, funnily enough, I got a question last week. I had an HVAC guy here just doing like the yearly maintenance, telling me how much I'm going to have to pay to get stuff replaced. Mm. And, um, you know, he asked the question that I get has to be two or three times a year. Like, what what is that? What does emergency management mm. mean exactly? And then how do I get involved in that? And so every time somebody says like, well, how do I do that? I'm like, hell if I know. I don't even know how I got into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which kind of, kind of brings us to the next, you know, the next part of it is, um, you know, our current jobs and our experience in the past. So my current job is an emergency management specialist with Fairfax County Fire Department, where I've been since 2013. 
I mentioned being a police and fire dispatcher. I worked there for five or six years. Um, was very, very good at it, by the way. I believe. Uh, I believe. But, you know, the, if uh, you've never experienced that job, you know, give your respect to the people who do it because the people who can do it their whole lives and live till retirement is uh, mind boggling. And I was on night shift the whole time I was there. And it was uh, it was an experience, you know, especially on the weekends. Yeah. <clears throat> that being said, <clears throat> uh, from there, I decided I wanted to get out of uh, the 911 center life and I moved to the Office of Emergency Management. They had just established a uh, watch center, which is basically uh, it was like the 24 hour warning point for Fairfax County. So a lot of notifications came in. We, we were the ones who called and woke people up um, when something was going on. And uh, watch a lot of TV, watch a whole lot of like the Food Network and Travel Channel. Yeah, especially in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, Animal Planet was a lifesaver. Uh, there was a specific show with cheetahs and there was one named Honey who was the mom. And it, was, it was amazing. I have never been able to find it. I think it was called Big Cat Diary. Okay. Yeah, right. it was I'll awesome. Set up. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, I mean, I was in tears one night because of the baby cheetah getting washed away in the water. But oh, it's a whole, oh, hey, no. this is this is a PTSD. Just so you know. So um, anyway, so uh, that watch center program was undervalued by the uh, the county administration. So when the budget was cut, um, I was the one who knew how to use the IT stuff. So I became uh, the WebEOC administrator, the alert network administrator, reverse nine one one. All of the stuff that uh, emergency managers are kind of aware of what it does, I was asked to coordinate that. Um, at, so, at some point, I believe it was 2011, I decided, hey, you know, my my ability to advance in emergency management is limited if I'm pigeonholed into IT. Yeah. So we had a planner position open in the office, which uh, was one of those positions that a lot of people who are listening to this may be aware of, where we have an idea of who's going to take that job. Well, I got it instead, uh, which, you know, didn't go over well, but here I am anyway. Um, you survived. I did survive. There was a couple <laughs> years there. It was pretty rough. And, uh, you know, after some people left, life got better. Um, but there was a couple of years where it was a uh, pretty rough. Um, I just wanted to say the person who I beat was overqualified and a great person, but the, uh, some of the people in the office were pretty, uh, antagonistic more to the day yes. about yes. that. So, uh, from there in 2013, I went over to the fire department, um, and started working in emergency management for the fire department, which is a completely different, uh, scope. I guess yeah. uh, how you look at things from a, a responder agency versus emergency management is completely different where me and this guy can talk and joke on the weekends, but then we get to work out, argue with them. We're going, no, we're not doing that. You're not doing yeah. that. So yeah. we go back and forth quite a bit. Very love hate. Yeah. Very Cause we have uh, different viewpoints on things. So uh, you want to jump in on your, your, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I got a, I graduated out of, out of Mason with my IT degree and the first place that would hire me was a sheriff's office in Stafford County and, and gave me an opportunity to basically be their IT support guy. And so I did that for about a year and a half. Um, and then an opportunity opened up to, uh, to do the same job really, but for the fire department in Stafford County and, uh, paid more money. So I made the jump and went over that, to that's why you department. get into this business. Yeah. Money. money. Like I said, it's local government's where mm-hmm. the money's at. Um, and so, I got over there, uh, was doing a lot of work. If you're familiar with anything in the fire department, like the, well, you would know, like on the fire trucks, the you know computers in the truck itself, the MCT, they call it, um, would work on those, the radio system, the cat, like the computer, the dispatching, like all that kind of stuff. That's what I did. And so one day they hired an emergency manager in Stafford County, which was in the fire department there and still is. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was, they needed people to help the emergency manager do his job. And so uh, they Story looked, my life they looked right at there. me, right? Yeah, they said, hey, you you kid, you don't look like you have enough going on, so go help him. And that's how I got into emergency management. That's that's exactly how it works. Um, so, other duties as a sign. Yeah, other duties. So I've been doing that ever since. Uh, you know, I, I did get a really neat opportunity to build an EOC for Stafford County, and uh, I guess we should define things, an emergency operations center. 
for them in a, basically the basement of a building we were in. And uh, got to learn a lot through that process. Um, you had to take a lot of ICS courses, as we all do, when we get into the world of public safety and emergency management. Um, and then opportunity came around in 2012 when Ian, you know, broke everyone's hearts and took a planning job and in, in the Office of Emergency Management in Fairfax. Uh, and I jumped up into his role as a technical specialist there. I've been there ever since, and I still do technical work, but I've, I've definitely, I think, kind of moved around a bunch. And um, my role really now is more EOC focused, not just with the tech, but also just the process and the staffing and all that kind of good he stuff. He just answers emails is basically, basically what he yeah. does now. I tell Ian no, and I you know, delete, yeah. delete his emails. Yeah. Uh, Spam filter, that's where yeah. my emails go for yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah, so, but we also, you know, both of us, um, you know, Ian before me, but uh, and, and more involved than me, certainly, but both of us do serve also on a type three INT, which I think we also wanted to kind of jump into. So, um, it, but from an EOC perspective in Fairfax County and in staff reduction, I was down there. Most of my experience has primarily been in planning, in the planning section, situation unit leader is where I started. Um, I, I joke all EM, all, all the good EMs are in planning. Um, and, uh, and then moved up in the EOC in Fairfax into the planning we call planning section chief, uh, planning coordination section chief nowadays, we call it. Uh, people cool like that. Whatever. Um, and uh, and have been, I've dabbled in logistics. I've been in ops. I've done a bunch of stuff around the way. So what about you? Um, I'm going to jump into the EOC experience. So uh, I think I may have mentioned earlier, one of my first um, experiences in EOC was a neighborhood flood in Fairfax County in 2006, where we had severe rainstorms. At the time, it wasn't a named storm because I don't think they named anything outside of hurricanes and tropical storms at the time, but it was a severe rainfall, flooded a neighborhood, and, uh, you know, we were open for a couple of days there. Uh, that was around the time that we began embracing uh, the National Incident Management System, and so our EOC activations and everything we did, uh, that was kind of the, the turning point where we started moving more towards uh, formality. Uh, but after that, I mean, we had a three-year stretch. I mean, we, we had a very active coordinator starting in about 2008, maybe in 2009, where we did like three-day exercises every year. We did a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff. And then we had a period, I want to say it was like late 2010 to 2012, where we just had back-to-back-to-back-to-back incidents where uh, in Virginia, we had an earthquake. It was the shit. Yeah. That, that was like the terrible yeah. times. <laughs> we, had a, we had an earthquake, which, you know, was uh, interesting in and of itself because that just doesn't really happen here. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I was actually standing in the EOC at the time with my boss, and it's not, we were right near Dulles Airport. And we thought a 747 was like about to crash because it, you know, you can hear it for people who have been through earthquakes. I'm sure this is nothing like what I'm saying. Right. Um, because there wasn't a, a, a lot of damage, even though there was some. Right. But, you know, you could feel it coming from one direction and it just kind of passes through. Yeah. It literally yeah. sounded like a plane was about 10 feet over our head. Uh, everything shook and we immediately activated the EOC trying to figure out what had happened, what's damaged, you know, what don't we know that we should know. Right. Um, so we had that. We had a derecho, which again, not, Never not something I was familiar with right, prior right. to that uh, incident. I think that was June 29th, 2011. Yep. Um, so we was a you know, straight line winds, um, you know, over 100 miles an hour that came all the way through mm -hmm. Indiana. And I was watching on Twitter the night before um, and seeing all the damage that had done in Indiana. Right. And then we had Tropical Storm Lee, which again, flooded, flooded basically the entire county, took out a bunch of roads. Uh, the same neighborhood we were talking about earlier flooded again. And... Um, Hurricane Irene. Irene, yep. And then there may have been, I don't know, there may have there been five snow, or six. Right? There was snow. Oh, yeah, Snowmageddon. One of the biggest yeah. snowstorms we've ever it's seen. like three and a half feet of snow. And we handle snow well here, too. Oh, yeah, we're really good at it. We're really good yeah, at that. Yeah. yeah. And the drivers here? Yeah, awesome. top notch. Top notch. If, if you're not from Virginia, <laughs> this is where you want to be when there's an inch of snow on the ground because everybody handles it very well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was quite, that was, I remember that. That was probably 
for both of us, I guess, the time frame where we we got the most experience, like kind of you know thrown into the fire a little bit with EOC activations. And I was in Stafford for a number of those incidents still, um, and that was really you know same thing. That was that was where we got started. I would say my first one was Tropical Storm Ernesto, which was in 2007, and that one it was just heavy rain. We didn't really have any major impacts, but once we got into the earthquake and then the hurricane and then the derecho and then it was like non-stop you know significant winter storms it was just back to back to back major major disaster so we had to learn very quickly like how this shit works <laughs> i had a i had somebody um who didn't work for me on a day-to-day basis but who worked for me in eoc at that time and we were a situation unit leader that was our our gig um and she was frazzled yeah. she had a lot going on at home and it seemed like we were doing you know these three-day exercises and then we had like a literally like every month and a half, we'd have like a two week activation for some new incident. And she was just kind of like, is this how it always is? I, I can't do this. This <laughs> right, is how it always right, is. Right. Um, because, you know, when you go into those EOC activations, you're getting no sleep and it's just, it's a, it's a rough scenario, but we just had that stretch where it seemed like everything went bad over a two year period yeah. over and over again. And then it just kind of like stopped. <laughs> so we we're unfortunately we're due, but it's been pretty quiet since then. Yeah. We just shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I know. Now yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Hurricanes right. coming straight for us. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> the active hurricane season that hasn't, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Uh, Love you national hurricane center. Moving on. <laughs> um, so moving on a uh, incident management team experience. We both mentioned that um, we have incident management team experience and a lot of people may not realize what all these terms are. We're going to get there. Uh, that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So um, my incident management team experience, uh, my former boss I mentioned earlier in about 2011 encouraged me to get on the incident management team. Um, it was, they're coveted, at least where I was at the time, they were coveted positions um, where certain people in my office were very protective and say, you can't be on that team because of this. Well, again, you know, at the time you had the old school firefighters who couldn't spell IT. So when they went on a deployment, if they wanted computers to work, they had to have people right. to know how to use the computers. So I was recruited from somebody outside of my jurisdiction who basically bypassed the application process and said, okay, you're on the team. <laughs> Come show us how yeah, to use this Fix stuff. the computers. Yeah, fix the computers. <laughs> so I came on the team as an IT support person in 2011. But because I had been doing situation in the EOC, I quickly got sucked into that and never looked back. So uh, I'm currently a Type 3 situation unit, Type 3 planning section chief, and I'm a trainee for Type 3 incident commander. Um, I've been on probably around a dozen deployments. I've been to a bunch of different states. I've also been uh, employed as a contractor in the past doing contract incident management. I went to uh, Hurricane Maria for 30 days, which was something. Yeah, um, sure. It was an adventure. I also uh, went to a radiation incident as well as a contract uh, planning section staff. So I really enjoy the deployment part of it. Um, and I guess I'll just uh, I'll leave it at that. My feeling about emergency management is all the plans, all the things you do on a day-to-day basis don't matter if you don't show up when something happens, yeah. if you don't bring those skills with you when something happens. So I think that uh, at least um, in, in my view, that we have a, a lot of emergency management people who look at policy, who look at planning, who look at training and exercises, but don't really, aren't still aren't prepared for when something happens as far as exercising, implementing those skills. So I'll yeah, shut up. Yeah, no, I, I can preach all day. Go ahead. I think that's like the bread and butter of what we do. We yeah. kind of preach that a lot of my work, actually, I would say. Um, just the idea of like, hey, you know, day to day, we're not in the emergency operations center, but when, you know, shit hits the fan, quote, <laughs> just to be fancy with terms, like that's the whole thing, the whole reason we're there right. is to get that system up and running and manage that thing. So, um, yeah, putting kind of putting your boot on the ground a little bit is important, I would say. So, yeah, I'm a, uh, also on the uh, NCR or the uh, Type 3 IMT in the, in the region, um, recruited by Ian, actually, to, to jump onto the, the team uh, and sit unit 
and type three qualifies to e-leader. Um, that's it for me. I don't have all the other certifications that Ian does. He's, he's got a lot more experience in the IMT than I do. Um, I've had a few planned event deployments. Uh, I was on a line of duty death and, uh, uh, actually I was on that one as a comp L believe it or not. Um, Which one? that was the, uh, Alexandria city. Um, oh, 20, was that 2012, 2013? I think 2012. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was, a, I've done a, a drone, I think a drone event down in Charlottesville, <laughs> which is in Virginia where I was, was staffed as a sit unit leader for that event. We had a small continuum down there. And then a couple of exercises with the team, um, but nothing, nothing major, um, event-wise on the t- on the IMT side of the house for me. So gotcha. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I mentioned before there's going to be some terms you're hearing in this episode that in the future are going to be fleshed out a little more. So I, I was talking about the joke with my HVAC guy, like how do you get into that? What are these things <laughs> you're talking about? And I have the same, you know, my family asked me like, "What'd you do today?" I'm like, it's hard to explain. Yeah. So how do I go from you know? Uh, I can't tell a story without the, you know, three hour class that like prefaces anything I'm about to say so that they have context for what's happening. Um, so that's one of the reasons we're doing this is just we're, we're planning on taking this uh, from very basic, you know, what is emergency management mm-hmm. all the way to, you know, the point where we may be talking about, you know, how to perform certain positions in the incident command system. Uh, and, you know, based on feedback from the audience, we can uh, edit, change, you know, cover new topics, et cetera. Uh, if there are incidents going on at the time, you know, we may talk about those incidents and what we see from the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, we also have, you know, people we know across the country. So we may have some uh, insight, unofficial insight into what's yeah. going on in certain areas. So um, that being said, you know, the name Surviving Central City is uh, <laughs> a so winner. There, there, there's going to be people who see this. There's going to be people who are involved in emergency management right. and they see this name. They're going to chuckle. They're gonna go, I, gonna I, say, I know yeah. what that is. You know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know, literally. <laughs> Um, so the name surviving central city, uh, we tossed back and forth, uh, a for a couple of weeks and yeah. going, what do we call this? What do we call this? And, you know, central city, um, I believe is in Centralia, uh, <laughs> which is, uh, in all the FEMA curriculum, central city is like a fictional city based on a real city, but it is a fictional city in which they basically create disasters and you have to work as part of a, either an emergency operations center or an incident management team to help mitigate those disasters right, or respond right. to those disasters and return it back to its uh, normal state. So people involved in emergency management, I'd be shocked unless they've got like less than a year. I'd be shocked if anybody doesn't hear central city and goes, I know what that right, is. Right. Right. Because everybody's been through the scenarios where we keep destroying central city over, over and over and over again. Yeah. And then rebuild it over and over <laughs> right, again. So right, right. it would be the most catastrophic city in the world because it gets torn down about <laughs> once a week somewhere. Right. So, um, you have anything else to add on Central City? No, I was going to say, so, I mean, surviving Central City is kind of, you know, to us, it means, and like you said, to other other folks in, in the emergency management public safety world may understand why we would call it surviving Central City, because in our world, we're surviving the field of emergency <laughs> management and uh, talking about it during this podcast. And so that's why it's the name. But no, I think that's when you, when you, I think it was you that came up with that one and well, as soon as you typed surviving central city into the little chat box, I was like, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> like we gotta go. Yeah. So um that that's where the name came from. You know, I mentioned earlier why we're doing this. We want to give people, you know, I look I look at it like my stepdaughters or, you know, your family, where people who are adjacent to people who work in emergency management can start with episode one and, you know, three or four hours in go, okay, I kinda understand yeah, what right. he what he does now. Because as Paul mentioned, you know, he works in IT, but that's not all he does. Yeah. So when something happens or when he goes on a deployment, that's not what he's doing. And so people like to hear, unfortunately, it's just like 911 dispatchers where 
you tell somebody what you do or, or mm-hmm. fire or police for that matter. They go, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Right. right. You know, like that's their immediate question. Uh, we want people to really understand what goes on around emergency management um, at a micro level. Yeah. Um, so there may be episodes where you're super interested and maybe other episodes you're like, yeah, I don't care about HC. And if you don't know what that is, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we're going to cover uh, quite a bit so that people understand what emergency management is. So, um, you know, yeah. I'll let you cover what we're doing moving forward, if you don't mind. Yeah. So really, I think a part of what we want is to engage with, you know, I guess what audience we would hopefully have from this podcast and, and kind of come up with uh, topics for our, our episodes. Uh, like what would people be interested in hearing about? I will say our perspective is very much from local government. Primarily, that's where we've had a lot of our experience, both in emergency operations centers and in, in incident management team worlds. Um, so that's probably where a lot of our, you know, focus and experience and, and discussions will come from. But also we're, like I said, we're friends. And so I think a lot of our uh, podcast episodes will kind of delve between or balance between emergency management topics and just regular old things like the things that are happening in the world, things that we've been, we've experienced or done together, um, both maybe in, in emergency management, but we might also kind of veer off into other things too. Uh, we joked about we well, like beer. We'll, we'll talk about maybe beer or something like that, or beer, beer, college football, college music. football. We uh, big Notre Dame fans, so yeah. we'll talk about Notre Dame a bunch, especially if they're they're doing well. If they um, if they beat Ohio State this weekend, we'll be doing call outs specifically <laughs> to individual Ohio State fans. You know, and, and and if they listen, they'll, they'll, they'll know. They'll, they'll know. Quickly, yeah, so. they'll know. Uh, but yeah, so we're you know I think we're going to we're gonna we have some topics that we we know we want to talk about in future episodes, um, but we would want to hear from the audience too. So. You can get at us um, there. We do have an email address that we've set up for this. So it's surviving central city at gmail.com. Um, you can hit, find us on Twitter at surviving CC. Um, you can find us on YouTube. This is where this will be posted as well, uh, um, which is surviving central city on YouTube. Um, or, you know, e- either one of us, the two of us, Ian or, or myself on Twitter, you can hit us up either as well. Um, just let us know, like, let us know what you would be interested in hearing about, whether it's a topic, whether it's something we've, worked through or how we've done something we'd be happy to get some ideas on what, what to talk about i think moving forward um i know we wanted to talk about disasters and, and the history of some of you know disasters in the u.s and and how that kind of um established some legislation uh in, in the stafford act and some other stuff so we wanted to talk through maybe that's probably what we'll do with the next episode um also we're trying to gauge kind of this whole podcast world like you know how long the episode should be and how often we'll do these and so i think right now we're, we're probably going to do an episode a week um and we'll kind of gauge you know the length of the episode just based on what we're talking about conversation wise but we want to keep them at least short enough where you can kind of get an episode like kind of bite-sized we don't want to you know create a three-hour episode and, and have people dragging through it so we're going to break them up into i think manageable chunks if we need to yeah, absolutely. Uh, as Paul mentioned, you know, feel free to, uh, number one, let us know if we screw something up. Uh, if we say something you believe is incorrect, you want clarification on something. In addition, any recommendations about items we should cover, no matter how ridiculous they seem. Because um, honestly, the more ridiculous and the less I've heard about it, it'll probably be more fun that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the stuff that we're <laughs> going to talk about, at least at the beginning, is stuff we talk about every day to some extent. Um, but again, the audience, uh, we're going to let the audience kind of dictate where we go. The next episode, as Paul mentioned, we were talking about doing the history of emergency management. So basically, you know, the first disaster that, you know, our country endured and how we got here. And so there is going to be some talk about different legislation that enables um, the local, state and federal governments to perform disaster response functions. Uh, 
you know, if you're expecting, you know, policy level wonkiness to talk, you know, us to get into that detail, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, specifically from the local level, you know, if we have a emergency declaration, what does that mean? What does that not allow us to do, et cetera, et cetera. And so everything we're going to talk about is going to be locally skewed. One of the things we're talking about for the future is having interviews with various people where we can have people right. come on uh, more than likely remotely because we're in the middle of nowhere, Virginia right now. <laughs> um, but more than likely we'd have people come on remotely and talk about different programs and different things that are going on in the world of emergency management or uh, incident response or yeah. incident management. So uh, please keep that in mind. Uh, we'll put the links in below in the YouTube video uh, regarding how to get in touch with us. That being said, we look forward to hear from you guys.